Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into another episode of While We Were Working. It's the show that empowers people who empower people at work. I'm Joy Price. I'm the founder of Jumpstart and one of your hosts here at the show. And I'm joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Summer Kichon, our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. How you doing, Summer? Hey, Joey. And hey, everybody out there. I'm really thrilled to be here for another show. But uh, as always, I'm just in such awe of how fast time flies. Joey, can you believe it's almost September? You know, uh, I feel like I just blinked and it was July. But it never ceases to amaze me that the calendar just seems to go fast, especially, you know, around summertime. So I don't know. I'm I'm really feeling like, whoa. This this year went by fast. Um, for all the for all the highs and lows of it, it was a, a pretty quick year. Um, and I know it's not over yet, but uh, we're more than halfway through. And yeah, it it just feels like I need a wusa moment. Like, <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> I agree. It. I don't know. I have this. I have this theory that the older we get, the faster each year flies by. So I'm a little afraid that if each year starts feeling shorter like how fast it's really going to keep going yeah yeah well geez i uh i hope time slows down just enough so we can we can enjoy it um but but yeah it's it's been going fast and we've we've got a a really good show today with some of the topics that we're going to talk about speaking of things happening too fast uh and maybe outside of our control, the first thing we want to talk about is, you know, when disaster hits, whether it's it hits a company or whether disaster hits environmentally, um, what's HR's role in avoiding confusion and chaos? We're going to talk about a recent HR Executive Magazine uh, article that we came around about. And then uh, in Consultants Corner, we got a pretty interesting conversation about what happens when you change pay or benefits on a big scale too fast and maybe some lessons that you can learn from us to avoid the mistakes from the uh, letter that came into our team. As always, if you want to interact with us, reach out to us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. Visit our website, jumpstart-hr.com for more about our services and uh, opportunities to connect. And without further ado, Summer, let's go ahead and jump into uh, while we were working. And if you can tell people what while we were working is and go ahead and jump into the to the article. Sounds good. Thanks, Joey, for starting us off. And thank you, everybody, for coming to today's show. The while we were working segment is where Joey and I scour the web looking for articles, anything in the news that we think is worth talking about on our show. And we know everybody's busy and you might have missed it because, well, you were so busy working. So today's article is actually a rerun in HR Executive Magazine. It's one that they published previously, but they republished it because it's timely with some of the tropical storm activity um, out here in California and the surrounding states that happened recently. So I thought it was a really great one to revisit because we haven't actually talked much about uh, this on the show previously. So it's timely, relevant, and 
The article is called, When Disaster Hits, What is HR's Role in Avoiding Chaos? Sorry, Confusion and Chaos. And over the years, Joyce, I've worked at a wide variety of organizations that are um, office-based. I've seen companies that have really solid plans uh, and small disasters have occurred. And even then, there's lessons learned. And other companies that absolutely have zero plans and, um, you know, everything in between. So I thought it would be cool to talk a little bit about today what organizations can do um, to ensure that they have a solid plan in the event that any sort of disaster strikes. Certainly, certainly. So let's let's go ahead and get into it. I know that um, we've had earthquakes and tropical storms on the West Coast. We're in hurricane season here on the East Coast. Uh, there have been you know, even just in recent years, uh, power outages or super high temperatures or things that are outside of our control and influence uh, from a weather perspective. But either way, you know, um, HR plays a role in protecting and guiding and advising on what to do. So what are some of the things that stood out to you in the article? Well, the number one should be no surprise, and that's having a communication plan. And for different companies, this this might look a little, you know, it might look a little bit different. But I think one thing you absolutely need to know is how are you going to uh, disseminate information in the event of an emergency? And how are you going to check and account for all of your team members? And this applies whether you're in person or work from home because, you know, we we need to have a means to do so. So I think the first order of business is truly understanding what that looks like. For some organizations, it might mean that there's designated individuals who have not only an electronic copy of contact information, but a paper copy in case uh, certain systems go down. And for larger organizations, that might mean something even a little more sophisticated, such as a dial-in number where um, you would have it set up in advance. It's distributed to team members. And in the event of an emergency, that's the number they call in for, you know, for their direction. And to expand on that just a little bit, Joey, one of the companies I worked at some time ago, we actually had um, a fire in the like neighboring field. And so the building was evacuated. Um, and in the same building, a couple of years later, it actually had an on-site like kitchen mm-hmm. and uh, like where food was actually being cooked over flame and, and the sort. Um, and I don't recall if that's where the fire started, but there was an actual fire in the suite within the building where we also had to do an evacuation. So it presented a situation where, you know, we had to let people know not only like one, get out of the building, but if you're coming into work, return home and then uh, we also used that call-in number, um, which also had text capabilities to push out messages to say, um, work from home today, or today's a paid day off, like keep yourself safe, like just mm-hmm. getting information out. So I think having a communication plan and determining what that looks like for your uh, company is absolutely number one. Uh, but of course, I'm sure you have great ideas. 
And I'm curious to hear what you think would be really important or stood out to you from this article. Well, I, I think um, just to kind of double down on your on your piece about a communication plan, you know, when we think of disasters, we can go as big as uh, hurricanes, earthquakes, flooding, you name it. But there's also anything that can disrupt your business, such as like a snowstorm or, um, you know, snow that prompts schools to close or what have you. So it's always better to have the communication plan be on the front end so that employees aren't scrambling and, uh, but have a plan and make sure people know where, where to go for that information. I can think of the huge amount of, um, productivity lost, uh, here on the East coast and, and companies that I've worked with where, uh, everybody's looking at the weather and saying, okay, uh, we're watching to see which schools are going to close. We're watching to see which ones are going to let out early. And that takes away from, you know, working and being focused or just executing a plan that, that we know of. And so super important to have that communication piece because you don't want to have to make it a new deliberated decision every single time something happens. And I've been in organizations like that where it's like, hmm, are we going to call off for this snow day or not? Right. Or uh, are we going to call off for this uh, thunderstorm watch or warning? And you you leave it up to your, your gut. You leave it up to intuition. You leave it up to maybe um, personal preference of, oh, no, um, our, our employees are going to be fine. They'll be able to get home. But communication plans are important because there's so many ripples that you have to pay attention to even within that because you've got to think about people's commute. Who drives? Who takes public transportation? If they take public transportation, is there a, uh, a backup system that public transportation provides to get people home? Um, should you offer rideshare credits to get people home if they take public transportation and things are shut down? Like having all of these things ironed out in the communication plan are super important so that you already know what to do and HR knows how to engage the managers in spreading the word about how your business is going to move forward. So I just wanted to double down on the communications piece. I know you, there are some other things that we'll talk about, but um, yeah. Another thing that came up was the business continuity plan. What are what are some of your thoughts and, and feedback about that piece? Yes. Well, part of me, you know, really wants to focus on the people because I think we can agree that, you know, making sure that your team members are safe and healthy is number one. And a after that is handled, of course, ensuring that business to the extent that it can uh, continues to go on, especially if you're in the business of providing support or services to the public. And so I think having some sort of process in place in advance to identify, um, you know, who can be a backup for certain roles in the event that one person is unable to work, you know, based on, you know, how the emergency is impacting them personally. So just having that plan for coverage to ensure that a business to the extent it can uh, will continue. And you don't want to be figuring that out in the middle of crisis. So 
I think that's really important when I think of, you know, how to avoid confusion and chaos. It's part of a bigger plan. Yeah. And you, you bring up a good point about, um, about this continuity piece, because in thinking about the people, there's the people that work in the business, but then there are also customers too. Um, I think about, uh, well, I was on, I was on TikTok, I was not TikTok, but I was on Instagram the other day and I was watching this, uh, crab business talk about how their refrigerator went out of, out. And so what can they do or what should they do with all of these crabs that are no longer being refrigerated? So do they have to take it as a loss? Uh, can they sell them very quickly? Like, there's the product and service side of it. And um, how do you um, explain to your customers what, what happens next and what to do? So there's definitely the people side of your team and knowing what to do there. But then there's also the people side of like, well, how, what should our customers expect from us as we are navigating this, this disaster? And I, I think that's a really important piece because you know, as I think all of us um, have been watching uh, the development from the absolutely terrible fires um, over yeah. the Hawaiian Islands, you know, I think one of the pieces that didn't really dawn on me until um, I had watched a news article uh, was that the businesses there, um, they still need visitors. And, you know, despite what's going on, uh, that there are individuals who are, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their businesses open to support the community, right? So that they can start to rebuild and recover, um, even though it's going to be a very long time. So I think that was an aha moment when I was reflecting on this, because again, I'm so focused on the people that to me, it seems like, well, let's not worry so much about the business, but in that bigger picture, keeping businesses going, even in a time um, of, you know, crisis or emergency does help, you know, provide the infrastructure for, I think, everybody to land, you know, in a better position on the other side of whatever the, you know, disaster or chaos may be. Yeah. And to that point, too, I know that um, um, when it, for our audience, it applies, but for the SBA, Right, they have uh, disaster loans, and so HR's role in helping your business prepare to try to get some of that funding, you're likely going to need to um, have appropriate records and data, and be able to turn that over to the team that's assembling um, a response to the to the loan. So it's it's as much you know communication as it is data management when it comes to. Uh, having some a plan in place to secure and sustain the business in the midst of of these challenges yep so i think the the last item i'll mention is you know we we've talked a little bit about safety here and an, an important piece of this equation is truly ensuring that your team members have a safe workplace after a disaster so um certainly applies both you know, we talk so much about working from home, uh, but also on-site employees. And so, you know, think about uh, whatever the disaster may be and how your individuals are impacted. And again, it's having a plan, right? So if your team members are displaced from their home, 
you know, is there an alternative um, on how and where they can work if your, you know, workplace um, is not safe to commute to, or, you know, maybe there's been um, some partial damage to the building or surrounding areas. The organization has a real duty uh, to ensure that, you know, team members are coming back to a safe work environment and that that piece should not be rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Safety is uh, definitely um, the number one thing. So in many ways, we try to save the, save the most important for last. Yeah. Um, great. And so if you're, if you're listening to this conversation, you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. We don't have an emergency plan. How do I get one? Um, well, at Jumpstart, we do offer the opportunity for you to contact us for an, a, a paid consultation where you can uh, go on our website, use the link. The link will be in the show notes here and schedule time to meet with someone on our team and bring whatever issues or questions or concerns you have and walk away from that, knowing that you have confidence to take the next steps that you need to secure your uh, disaster plan or just secure anything that um, comes to mind with with running the the people side of your business and so make sure you're checking that out uh, the link is in our show notes and you can go on our website jumpstart-hr.com if you go over to the uh, services tab hover over it you'll see right there it's got a link for um, the pre for um, for our a 30-minute expert HR consult, and you can point, click, buy, and secure your time with uh, Summer or myself. So, all right, let's go into Consultant's Corner. And Consultant's Corner is one of my favorite parts of the show because it's the good, the bad, the ugly of HR in the trenches. Uh, sometimes it's with our customers. Sometimes it's our community members emailing us uh, ideas and topics that they want us to cover. And if you want to have us cover a topic that's of interest to you or important to you, reach out at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. And we're more than happy to discuss that topic on one of the upcoming shows. This week, I promised that we talked about doing something or talking about a topic uh, where you, where things move too fast in the business. And so we got this thing, uh, we've got this letter that came in and uh, the summary is, a restaurant organization has a 20% service charge. Employees receive this amount in the tip pool, and it is often tipped on top of that amount. So employees share this uh, service charge, and then those who get tips also get a benefit from, benefit from that. Great, right? Who wouldn't want to work for that? Unfortunately, though, the restaurant eliminated the 20% without advance notice. As you can imagine, morale of the team plummeted overnight. And so uh, when you need to make drastic changes to pay or benefits, what are some of the best ways to go about it? I think that's the overarching question that we're going to tackle today is how do you um, introduce sweeping changes or massive changes in a way that uh, rocks the boat left? Um, so Summer, I'll, I'll give it up to you if you want to give any context around maybe this scenario or just... Um, the impact of tips and service uh, charges on the restaurant um, population in general. And then we'll have a bigger discussion about uh, benefits and, and pay and, and making adjustments. 
Sure thing. Well, thanks for setting that up. And oh my, this one is a doozy, Joey, because, you know, first let's just talk a little bit about uh, kind of the profile, I guess, of these workers, because that's an important factor. If you are a restaurant worker, more often than not, I find that they are paid close or at minimum wage, like if they receive tips. And I think it's fair to say that in restaurants where there's a 20% service charge for an average level of service, their ratio of pay is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like what they take home is going to be about 25% their base pay and approximately 75% tips. So the first thing that comes to mind is this isn't just a, hey, we're going to need to reduce your hourly wage by a couple of bucks an hour because we need to save money to cut costs while it's a tough time. I think this is the equivalent of asking somebody to take probably in the neighborhood of a 25% plus pay cut overnight. Yeah, That's really concerning to me because we already know um, you know, uh, a lot of service workers live paycheck to paycheck. So if they had previously kind of built their budget off of that formula, I think there's definitely a serious effect from making these drastic changes. Yeah. And I, I, there's a lot to do worry about hearing this situation. Yeah, it's, um, gosh, you know, um, my experience, uh, working in sort of frontline work had, has been kind of like an hourly arrangement. Like I worked at, you know, a retail drugstore, right? So, um, it's a little different than, uh, working in a restaurant where your goal is to go above and beyond and provide great service and uh, have tips. And there isn't the uh, 20% service or the service charge or any of the charges that uh, restaurants um, charge in order to create a great experience for the patrons and a great work environment for your um, for your team. So I come into this kind of looking at it as, you know, what would I do if I were in their shoes? And we've had, uh, and we continue to have, uh, customers in the restaurant space, right? So we help them navigate these questions. But yeah, if if I were um, looking at doing this, eliminating this 20% fee, I'd really want to talk with my staff first to, to see what that might do to even retention, mm-hmm. uh, what it might do for uh, hiring. Um, and yeah, you mentioned... This could be a represent a 25, 20% uh, portion of someone's income. That That's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. So, I, I mean, it's it's tough. I see the articles about, you know, um, are there are there too many fees in restaurants? Um, th- that's not this 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 conversation. The most important thing is, are we doing right by communicating things to the employees? And are we doing all that we can to retain things that benefit them where we might be able to evaluate our cost structure in other areas? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
everything from like re reevaluating how much you spend with your food vendors or, uh, you know, maybe, um, adjusting your hours so that you can capture more customers, um, running marketing and promotions to get people in the door more than, than they are now. Um, it, it reminds me of the past episode that we had not too long ago about what are things that companies can do before uh, making adjustments to to labor to labor charges. Uh, this is kind of the same same boat. So, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. That's a tough one. You, know, you, you referenced a past episode, Joey, and one that came to mind for me was us recent, recently talking about um, unions and how they're becoming more popular. And we all know that team members tend to rely on unions when they feel like they've been wronged. And, you know, typically when they feel like they've been wronged, it has to do with some sort of change in compensation or their benefits. So yep. when I hear about this, I'm thinking, oh boy, this is not good. This is not a good decision for the company, not only like for the exact reasons that you described, right? We've got morale. Um, certainly nobody's going to be excited to go to work after this. Um, yep. They're going to be stressed because they're going to be worried about their finances. And I think it's reasonable to expect that like the average person is going to look for other employment to go to another similar job that offers them, you know, the total comp that they were used to. But let's just say that they decide to stick it out and make a statement and fight for, you know, what they believe uh, is theirs. Now, should this organization's team decide this was unfair, I'm very certain there is a union right around the corner ready to help them form and fight for this back. And truly, none of those things I just described, Joey, are good for a business. Yeah. And um, we talked about the employee rights to uh, seek union activity and to commiserate about their challenges. And these are protected actions that employees can take from a federal level, and in many states, that you know, I don't know where this this uh, restaurant is, but um, there are many states where they're super uh, supportive of um, employee rights, and so you just um, it's better to kind of err on the side of doing what's best for the team, and first of all, asking guidance from pros who can help. Um, so, you know, even reaching out to a team like us to, to tackle this challenge, uh, before you make a cut, you should call and buy, uh, call a team like us to, to help you out with that. Cause, um, man, they've got, they've, we, we talked about storms in the first top of in the top of the show, but this is another storm that could be brewing if, um, if the employees so chose to, to pursue union. You know, you, you mentioned number one being rely on expert HR or business consultants to help you navigate situations like this. And I think that's truly the number one uh, because, you know, 
things change on a regular basis and what may have worked previously for a similar change may not be the best approach now. And I think with the limited information we have, if I was working with this organization and they were to ask me super high level, like what would be the best approach and how to tackle this, it would be uh, some of the things you mentioned earlier, right? Which is looking for ways to avoid it if possible. But if there was no way possible and this absolutely had to happen, I think there's a couple key elements and that is involving advanced communication. It's letting your team know what's happening well in advance and the why. And while they may not agree with it, the goal is that they understand why this difficult decision was necessary and giving them advance notice allows them to plan for it should they choose to stay. And if they choose not to stay, then it affords them the opportunity to make a change if that's necessary. Not, you know, not great if the company has everybody leaving, but even with an overnight decision, if they're going to leave, they're going to leave. Yep. 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 So, so that's a pretty tricky situation that that team is in, but uh, we don't want that to be you. So what better way to help prevent that outcome or at least know what your options are before you have to make any major changes, reach out to us for a quick consult. You can check out the link that's in our show notes. And from there, if we need to be engaged to help come up with a plan or help you evaluate your your uh, labor expenses, whatever the case may be, uh, we're, we're here and trained to help. So uh, check us out, jumpstart-hr.com, uh, hover over the uh, services, and you'll see that there is a uh, HR expert consult that you can point, click, and buy and, and schedule time with us so that you can spend a little upfront evaluating and knowing what the best options are than having to potentially run into a situation that uh, could hinder business in a, in a much greater greater way. So that is that's all i've got to say on that topic but you have any any party thoughts summer Uh, i do just some quick parting thoughts you know it made me think about how uh, i've been personally working with a couple of clients uh, now and recently in regards to union avoidance strategies so uh, if and if you're an organization who perhaps is dealing with similar issues i really think now is the time to reach out for support uh, because you want to get in front of it and not be dealing with it after the fact. So yep. um, now's the time. Yep. All right. Well, this has been another great episode of While We Were Working. If you liked it, make sure that you check out our growing library of uh, old podcasts or new podcasts on our YouTube and wherever you get your podcast content. And you can pretty much search by topic because... Wherever comes up in the HR space, there's a strong chance that we've we've covered it. And if we haven't, reach out to us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com so that we can talk about a topic that you're interested in. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joey.